Hey there, this is Joe Walsh from Tamarito, Costa Rica, and you're listening to the Get Out and Serve podcast. This is episode 13, and this week, we've got a very special guest, Andre Diaz, in the house. Andrea was Costa Rica's first women's national surfing champion. She's really talented. She's super cool. It was great getting a chance to catch up and talk some surf. The audio on the podcast is a little soft at times. Tried to clean it up the best that we could. You probably won't even notice it. I'm a little bit of a perfectionist. But regardless, you definitely need to listen because Andrea talks about some lesser-known surf breaks here along the Nicoya Peninsula in Costa Rica. If you live here and you surf here, you might not even know about a couple of these spots. Really cool to listen and know about the fact that there's so many waves that are yet to be truly surfed. A lot of uncrowded surf spots. So definitely listen to the episode. I think you're going to like it. So sit back, relax, and let's get started. Hey there. Hello. Hello. <laughs> hey there, uh, this is Joe Walsh coming to you from Tamarindo, Costa Rica with the Get Out and Surf podcast. I'm sitting here with the regulars, P-Mac and Nikki, and we have a very special guest this week. Welcome to the show, Andrea Diaz. Benvenidos. Gracias. Puerto Thank Vida. you for having me. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for coming up from Nosara. Yes. So um, what's, what's going on in Nosara? Was the waves, did you surf there this morning? Oh my God. Nosara is like a little wave machine. It never stops. It's amazing. Offshore is blowing, not too crowded, super fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was down there, I don't know, maybe three weeks ago, got a session in the afternoon. I drove down the coast in the VW van and then ended up coming back and camping at Avianas. <laughs> I thought I was yes, Patrick, you like you have something to say. He didn't tell you, Nikki. No, I, I no. This we, was something that happened without know, like, me. You know, like are you going to break up? <laughs> we'll most probably have a fight. We, yeah. we had that yesterday, actually. Yeah, we had a fight. Yeah, because, uh, yeah. Well, well, wait, hold on a second. I, I felt really bad because I burned him on a couple of waves. So today, I every set wave that came my way, I was like, Nikki, take that wave. So, so I, you guys both went out uh, today at the Rivermouth? Yeah, we did, yeah. Didn't you? Uh, Nikki texted you right before we went. No, he didn't text me. That's all right. Nick, you said you were going to text I'm breaking up with both of you. <laughs> <laughs> like we Sorry. do every day, Pat. Like, like we do every day. That's all right. Andrea, thank you for bearing with us when we get through <laughs> our little spat here. Um, yeah, so it seems like there's always a wave in Osara. How long have you been? Because you were living here in Tamarindo. I and was then living in Tamarindo. I got offered a job down there, and I moved uh, over there, and it's been pretty fun. Yeah, so what's the – I mean, I've surfed there a handful of times. I've surfed there a lot, but uh, can you describe the wave? Like, where do you normally surf? Uh, Guiones is pretty sweet because right there on the beach, uh, you have different breaks within the same beach break. So there's like a little area considered like beginner beach break. Then there's the locals break. Wait. And then there's like the stand-up paddle and long borders up north. Oh, oh really? so they their own area? See? Oh, wow. <laughs> we're, I'm moving. I'm moving there. <laughs> what, you went, you people are not surfing on top of each other. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what happens in the river mouth. Yeah, you, you get know. a few of these guys on paddle boards, and then it just... And then all of a sudden, the foil boards, but not like the little foil boards, the big, giant long board with a foil, and the dude's just out of control. It's like... So, like, I've always... <laughs> when I've gone to Nassara, it's always... Like, I've never... I've always just surfed right kind of in the middle. Mm -hmm. I've never been to the north to the yeah. south. Cafe Paris entrance. Yeah, yeah, entrance. exactly. That's yeah, kind yeah. Of like the locals, but which yeah. is actually, like, the best break. Oh, okay. The most consistent and... 
tends to barrel a little bit more because if you go north, then it's a little bit more mushy. Mm -hmm. That's why the long borders hang up, up, um, there, up there. And yeah, I have noticed that, like out in front of like Casa Romantica. Kinda. And that's actually called Playa Guiones. And Nosara is two beaches north. I know. Isn't that crazy? Crazy. Everyone calls Guiones Nosara. And Nosara is a town that's five kilometers and Nosara inland. Beach is actually an amazing wave and nobody surfs there. It's always uncrowded. Is that where the river lets out? Yes. Is it true there was a crocodile incident there not too long ago? It was not a croc incident. It was actually during the floodings because Nosara gets really bad floodings during the winter. Mm -hmm. So what I understand is two guys decided to cross the river mouth because throughout the main road it was inaccessible. Oh, on and surfboards or just like swimming? They were regular not surfers. Uh -huh. What I understand is they grabbed surfboards but they didn't know what they were doing and got caught by the riptide and they they went missing oh and they're still missing one was found i saw like a head on one part and the body on the other side oh so so, so he got found but not alive exactly oh that's too bad you got found by, <laughs> by the wrong bit yeah what you got found by nature yeah wow oh, that's unfortunate yeah yeah i heard something gone down i wasn't really sure yeah i i didn't hear that um yeah. but uh it it's a warning to everyone that that could happen anywhere. There's crocodiles in the rivers here, and you don't go swimming where there's crocodiles. Yeah. So it's very simple. Never take it for granted. Yeah. Because bad things happen. Dude could have gotten just flushed out into the ocean, too. I think that's kind of what happened because um, it was raining. We were flooding. Yeah, all that current's the, blowing the all that. The water was yeah. insane. Yeah. So obviously these were guys that had no idea of how. They weren't necessarily the watermen. Water works, yeah. Isn't it amazing how Costa Rica is just so raw and primal with like things like this? We, it's a uh, mother nature's intense. It's it's nuts. And what is so amazing is, let's say, for example, in Nosara Guiones community, there's not a real local community that surfs surfs. You mm -hmm. know, like everybody is pretty much new, not like Tamarindo. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you see the families hanging out still, you know, on their jeans and full dressed on on the beach on the beach. Right. Yeah, that's different. old school. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, beautiful stretch of coast. I, like I said, I took the drive. I used to drive down there a lot from Tamarindo. It's about two hours. I drive all the time. It's You take I, the coast road it. when you drive? Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. It's only 60 kilometers. Yeah, that's the way to go. It mm -hmm. gets a little bumpy there, like uh, like once you get to Asinal, San Juanillo stretch. It's actually pretty sweet. It's better than it better than it yeah, ever was. Exactly. but it's so still No complaints on my behalf. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was a little dusty last time I went down there, though. We, oh, did a, yeah. we did a beer festival down there, and like you come around the corner and uh, by Selena, and it looked like a like a filter on Instagram. My kids call it Narnia. What is that? Because it's all white. Yeah. What is that? Dust. That's just dust. There's they've, like there's rooms right there. They've been right? working on getting the road paved. You know this story, obviously. Yeah. Like all no. the paved stories in Costa Rica. Yeah, How oh, long does oh, it take? Yeah, oh, once, the same once story. Once oh, yeah, Langosta oh, road. Yeah, yeah, like the road, like the road to Langosta. This has been. Now getting paved since I've been down here for paved, like, the, the 20 <laughs> years. So. so they threw throw this white material on top of it, yeah. which just makes it twice as dusty. So. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Well, I mean, I, that's why it's white. It's like a powder. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, not a, good it's a powder. It's not good for people with lung diseases or asthma. And it's not good for the little kids. It really isn't. No, you see a lot of guys on their, like, quads with the, uh, like, the... The, the masks. Mm-hmm. It's it's a bad situation, the Nosada thing with the dust, and right now we're having huge issues with the fires. Yeah, I, I, I saw that. I saw that there was a, some pretty big fires up by the uh, Yoga Institute, mm -hmm. 
and uh, they just finally got it under control, I understand. Yes, finally, because at least today is not as strong offshore as it was the last yeah. couple of days, so I think that helped a little bit, but it was intense. Yeah, I like it down there. Guiones is sweet. And uh, so you also have a couple other waves. You have that Pilato wave. I've seen the that right Penala there. and yeah. Ocional, which has been amazing. Yeah. Especially this year that's been so hot on the north swells. Uh -huh. So, you know, I thought Guiones didn't get the north swells and Ocional gets it even better. So it's been pretty good year for surf down there. I thought Guiones picked up a bit of a northwest, no? It does pick. Now that I'm living there, it's like I, like I don't have never seen that place flat. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know, there's always waves in Nassara. I mean, like, if we're having a dry spot here in Tamarindo and there's nothing at uh, any of the other beaches, we pack up and go down there. So, because mm -hmm. there's always a wave there, it's always. I've ne I've never seen it under waist high. Mm-hmm. Actually, I bumped into Johan like three days ago. Yeah, I actually <laughs> ran into him when I was driving back. Okay. He goes down a lot. He mm -hmm. goes likes to camp there, like Marbella, and mm -hmm. go down to Nassara. So we. I have these floodlights on my van that are like so bright. They're totally obnoxiously bright. I only use them when I'm on that middle, that roads that like that right. where there's mm -hmm. nothing. And I could recognize his truck coming my way. So I put him on, <laughs> he got all mad. And then I pulled up next to him and he's like, oh, okay, my, you know, it was all fine. It's funny. You know, I want everybody who's listening to this show, I want to explain who you are. And this is what I know. I think I know. You were the first Costa Rica women's surfing champion. Back in the day. Back in the day. Yes. Before we really had like a national circuit. Yeah. And it was actually started by Antonio Pilurso. Remember? Yeah. With a gift given uh, this guy, Jeff Booth. I don't know if you remember. He won the terrazas when we used to have the pro contest over there in yeah. the Central Pacific. He donated his prize money to the to Antonio and he used it to start the first and so that was before that <laughs> before we had a formal circuito nacional going on in Costa Rica and what year was that 1998 <laughs> not so, so long ago <laughs> no it's not so long ago I mean it didn't seem so, it doesn't seem, seem that long like ago, it was just yeah. I think we were listening to Pearl Jam and Nirvana probably Kurt Cobain may have just died I don't know it's, it's been a little while but not too long Talking They're about that, did you hear Foo Fighters are coming to Costa Rica? Oh, no way. Yes. Oh, really? October David Grohl? October the 4th. No kidding. When? Yes. Do the ticket? That's so rad. <laughs> I'm definitely going. Dave Grohl's awesome. October 4th, though. It, the rainy season. It's at the... Uh, San Jose. Is it going to be outside show? That's an outside show. So you're going to wear your... your uh, de desert suit. Storm <laughs> boots. I'm going to wear a wetsuit and, and an adult diaper. <laughs> oh, man. In the rain. Okay. All right. It'll work. It'll work out. Well, it usually does. <laughs> okay, so I want to know what it was like at that time. I want to I want to hear some experiences, some stories. Like uh because there's more to the story. After you won, you signed a contract with Roxy? It wasn't in that order. Okay. I actually was working at the Tamarindo Vista Villas, which is rock did not exist, imagine, back in the day. Yeah. I remember the wooden house. The two-story wooden house, and I was... It's still there, by yes. the way. It's just surrounded by <laughs> hotel rooms. But. And so I got hired at Vista Villas to work as a waitress. But I don't remember, if you remember this girl, Patty. I do. Yes. And Jeff from Marlene Del Rey was a manager of the Vista Villas. He was my first 
real sponsor. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he paid me to go to Hawaii. He helped me on my traveling fees and stuff like that back in the day. And this guy from Locomotion came down to Costa Rica and we met, introduced each other, and he became my real former, uh, you know, like my first sponsorship. And he hooked me up with surfboards and product. You know, like back in the day, there was so much product going around, not like nowadays. So it was pretty cool. Wow. Okay. So all of a sudden you're getting flooded with gear. So then. And you get flown. Jeff Ruzica buys your ticket uh-huh. to not, uh, not, that, not, not so. So I remember the Tamarindo Visavillas was like the surfing hangout. For so sure. The first yeah. time I came down. So these girls came down with the magazine, Surf Girl magazine and photographers. And I happened to be to jump into the, into the, como se llama, into the article. And the, I didn't have the money, so the photographer for paid for my registration fee in the next weekend that was in Hermosa, was one of the first Billabong pros. And I stayed at my friend's house in Hermosa and I made it all the way to the finals. I got fourth place there. And then I decided I wanted to move to Hermosa because I fell in love with the waves. Uh, crazy, the power, and you know, it, it, it felt like I was being challenged every day. And then, from that on, I started, you know, like showing up to contests and stuff like that. And I got invited with Surfos magazine. Mm-hmm. Rem- they're still yeah. mm-hmm, uh, to do an article for them. And I happened to score the cover page. And that's when Roxy came in and they sponsored me. And because of that, because of that cover page, I got I was making a thousand dollars back in the day Wow! for surfing. Well, that'd be good even today. I feel (laughs) like that would be a dream to get paid by a major brand and then make surfing your career full time. Was that, did you, did you, I mean, was that the goal? Never. I, I didn't bump into surfing until I was 18, 19 years old. Because you you, you have a swimming background. So I have a swimming background and that's how it all started. That's how it came easy. Yeah. That's how I kind of translate the outside training into now my the importance of the way I teach and I um, introduce women uh, to the program because uh, I understand how strong you have to be in order to catch waves. Okay, hold on. So <laughs> you're probably not even going to say this unless I bring it up. Not only do you have a swimming background, what I understand is that you were training for the Costa Rica Olympic swimming team for the Atlanta Olympics. I was. I actually gave the times uh, in Butterfly. 100 meter butterfly, I gave the times. And my coaches, which happened to be the same coaches as Silvia Paul and Claudia Paul that are Olympic gold medalists mm-hmm. for Costa Rica, silver and gold medalists for Costa Rica, they sat at my parents' home and they are like, okay, Andre is ready, we're doing this. But I didn't pursue it. <laughs> I fell in love with it. I went one weekend, I my friends took me surfing <laughs> and that was it. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> surfing <laughs> ruins everything. <laughs> right, that's, that's <laughs> so yes, I say surfing saved and ruined my life both at the same time. Well, you, you know, you just didn't get a gold medal, but you know, the most important thing is, you know, you managed to have the rest of your life fall in love with surfing because then, you know, you'd be a gold medal Olympian. I would have given it up. Yeah, you know when uh, when you went through the lifeguard training and the lifeguard program, she kicked everyone's butt. 
<laughs> Everyone's I'm butt. I'm surprised. Okay. <laughs> so you get a gold star from us. Okay. Maybe not the medal, but <laughs> it just star. seems to be a real running theme of like all the most of the people that we've interviewed have got this swimming background. Yeah. So, like, you know, with Peter Cole and with Mark Cunningham, especially, like, those guys, they, they really have this very strong, you know, they played water polo, they were, like, you know, um, some of the lifeguards, best swimmers. And so, they just, they obviously, that seems to go hand in hand. And I know you do like to surf big waves as well. You like to feel that power. So, obviously, being a confident swimmer helps you in totally. those situations. Totally. Yeah, okay. And so, you're talking about your coaching. I feel like maybe we're bouncing around a little bit because I'm, like, I'm stoked hearing these details. I want to hear from you. Because, you know, these are, we've obviously hung out many times before, but we haven't had an opportunity to really dig in and hear your story, which I think is cool. And, uh, and, uh, um, and we're sharing. But I'm a little lost. You started doing contests in Costa Rica before 1998, before there was a circuito? <laughs> is that what? When I became a Roxy team rider. Yeah. Um, I didn't do the contest side of it. You could be a sponsored athlete by being a contest or a lifestyle. So I was more a lifestyle sponsored athlete. I totally respect that decision. I would be the same exact way. Okay, and you got to do some traveling? I did. I was lucky enough to travel with uh, legends like uh, Sofia Mulanovic, Kasia Midor, and a bunch of, you know, girls back in the day. Yeah. And I remember even that my my team writer, um, Danielle Beck was her name. At the time, she's like, you're amongst the top five athletes that are getting more exposure. And um, it was pretty fun. It was really, really, really fun. So I don't think I was born a surfer. I feel I was made a surfer. That's, that's, that's awesome. Uh, so you've basically taken uh, this path of surfing and it's led you to live in places like Tamarindo, Playa Hermosa, uh, Tamarindo multiple times, mm -hmm. and now Nosara. What are you up to these days? I'm, um, I'm venturing into still doing the women's program, totally, absolutely, and doing my own thing. And uh, yeah, I'm trying to also, my dream for 29, uh, 2020 now is to build my own uh, accommodations in Playa Hermosa, Jaco. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a pretty sweet wave. It's like, I think you said earlier, you like the challenge of it. It's a definitely a wave that, uh, that barrels has a lot, some serious, can have some serious power. What I like of surfing is feeling the adrenaline. You know, if I go out and I'm not feeling that thing, it's, I get bored. Right. So Hermosa is one of those places that my heartbeat always goes up to the point that I've even had to like, hmm, you know, coming back now that I'm not living, like, okay, who's out there? You know, like last time nobody was out there and I really wanted to paddle out. So I had to sit on the beach and wait for somebody to show up. And then obviously because Hermos is a little bit more crocodile infested than- You uh, mean further south towards uh, that estuary Tulin, there? Yeah, Tulin. my favorite is, I don't like surfing the entrance as much as I like surfing uh, by the corner. Mm -hmm. Or Tulin now is unsurfable. Why? Uh, because of the crack. It's really? just gotten out of control. I'm Man, I used it. to surf down there. That like, uh, yeah, because you can keep surfing that whole stretch of beach all the way down. That for me, that's been the best place to lean where I've caught amazing waves. It doesn't matter how big it gets; it still holds size. 
and it gets really really heavy really really ju juicy but now i don't know i'm you know now being a mom yeah <laughs> it makes me think some things a little bit better than what what i used to <laughs> yeah well it sounds like you're still charging some pretty good sized waves a little what's your training regimen what do you like what do, what's your program or what's the program that you found that works really well sounds like swimming's part of it um i don't swim anymore okay. obviously uh, but i do i am active every day now i'm right before leaving tamarindo i had huge back problems because i was pushing myself too hard into training which was really dumb of myself because i'm not as young as i used to be i turned 43 a couple of days ago happy birthday thank you yeah <laughs> gracias well, yeah um, and um and so I've learned to listen to my body and to understand that the body needs rest as much as it needs training. So I basically start with either mobility or a little stretching in the morning. I've been doing a lot of mountain hiking. I love mountain hiking, especially the mountain that has Nosad out there. Some cool trails. Oh, amazing, unbelievable trails up there. Nice. Yeah, and then since I'm also a certified personal training, I train myself. So I have all the equipment at home and I do whatever I'm feeling. I'm not pushing myself as crazy as I am because I understand I need to be functional and not injure myself because I was injuring myself through pushing yourself maybe a little too myself, hard, yes. thinking that uh, that's on a a faster path towards some goal but really it because i used to train with my olympic training background it was not what i used to do you know yeah. so i was used to training i don't know crazy stuff like twelve thousand meters plus the gym in the morning you know and so that's what i was going after but now my body doesn't hold that amount of training that's not sustainable no not anymore so thank god to all that information that there is out there you know you you it's easy to understand now what i need and basically it's smarter shorter uh, trainings and more uh, focalized to what i need which is kicking ass in the water yeah well <laughs> let's, let's get to that because uh pat we've got Andrea doing some all women's surf retreats. Yeah, coming up um, here soon. a couple of years ago we had Andrea here um, doing the surf retreat, doing the all women's surf retreat, and it was very popular. Um, I don't think that we were really that well set up for it at the time, and uh, it, it it took a lot of effort on our part, but I think we're smarter now, and we brought her back by popular demand. Somebody is always asking for the women's surf retreat, and so we've got some dates set aside, which is uh, first two weeks of June, first two weeks of July, and first two weeks of August. And um, you know, we've we've tailored this based on what we did the last time and and what we know about how we should do it this time. And I feel really secure that Andrea is going to be able to take the ball and run with it. And uh, we're going to get a lot of uh, a lot of people that want to do it. Yeah, so uh, which is rocksurfcamp.com. There's a link up there at the top nav to the, uh, to the retreats that are happening this summer. So what makes an all-women's surf retreat unique besides the fact that it's all women? Is there, I mean, I know that us men, we can have a lot of testosterone. Maybe we get a little aggro, 
and is that is that part of the idea is to is to get away from maybe that competitiveness that someone might feel a woman might feel intimidated by uh being taught by male instructors and be i mean i can understand like that would totally be the case from my from the surfers the feedback that i got from the girls is number one that uh, they feel more comfortable the fact that they're being taught by a girl and the connection we get between a girl surf instructor to a girl surfer is way different and i've definitely don't want to brag but i'm such a good surf instructor when it comes to teaching women because i've been there i understand so i've developed a sweet program where i've managed it to put in two steps to learn and and maximize their time here in Costa Rica. I'm not the regular that okay, get up, stand up, paddle. No, I like to talk a lot about the ocean, how it works because I find that this is sometimes information that's lacking not on most, not on all every place, but on some places uh, that the students never get, right? So, number one is that connection of being girls. They feel they can be a little bit more of them. Mm -hmm. They don't need to pretend or or get hit by their surf instructors or hit on hit on hit on because hit by your surf instructor is completely <laughs> different thing. Oh, oops, hit on. Okay, cool. Well, it it takes away that I suppose that dynamic of male female and the, the women are together and it's it, it creates more of a camaraderie between them. Exactly, and they feel more comfortable when, you know, if their boobs hanging out. Sure. You know or you know when we're pushing the ladies their butts always on their face, you know? So it doesn't feel the same to have a boy right there looking at your butt as it is of having a girl, you know? So it makes it feel more relaxed, uh, more trustworthy. They will relate easier. They see we can do it. So they'll say, hey, why not? It's not the same seeing a, a boy killing the waves and they're like, oh no, this is a boys club, you know? So no, it's they, they for see everybody. You, they see you killing the waves. It, yes. it takes away the self-consciousness that they feel when they come here because and the ocean's alien to a lot of people, uh, you know, and I know from my experience with Monica, when I tried to teach her, she was sure I was trying to drown her. <laughs> and I really wasn't, but she would listen to a female all day long and because she was convinced I was going to hurt her. And, you know, the other thing I noticed is that Somebody will go swimming in the ocean and in the waves, and it doesn't bother them. Put a surfboard under them, and they're self-conscious about it, and they also are more afraid. And actually, it's no different than being standing in the water, except for you have that surfboard that could hit you. But you're able to get them to feel comfortable in that environment, which is something that I've noticed when we had the program the last time. Yeah, well, uh, outstanding reviews. I heard a lot of really great feedback from your past res uh, retreat, so I expect it to be more of the same and just awesome. And people can find that on the uh, Surf Camp website for more information. I honestly love what I do. I love sharing my passion um, with girls because it's also different to teach women and to teach men, totally sure. different. And um, and I'm an innate motivator. So I managed to really work the psychological aspect that I think sometimes it's 
overseen as a surfing coach and I just tap into it where I can build that confidence to have them up and riding a wave hopefully in a week yeah <laughs> mm -hmm. um cool well I'm looking forward to that that's coming up pretty soon um I want to get back to talking more about surfing because I feel like <laughs> you've been living in Nassar for a while and we get down there fairly often um you ever surf Garza um, I've surfed the Outer Reef mm -hmm. for a surf contest. I went with Christian Booz and Carlos <laughs> a couple of years ago, yeah. and it was amazing. You took oh a boat from God, the bay yes, out there? Yes. And I've seen a lot of footage of the schools taking their students and a little beginner, like... Yeah, right on the inside, the mm -hmm. little reef form, kind of little rock that yes. breaks towards the north side of the bay Yep. on a high tide. On a high tide. Yep. Yeah, yeah it's a it's cool little spot. You drive right by the beach, and it's... I mean, it's like a ceviche stop, you know? You don't really think there's it, a wave there, but... And if you haven't had ceviche on that beach, you're missing out. For sure, right? Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, the shrimp ceviche in <laughs> Garza next time you're down there. Cambute ceviche is so The uh, swell's got to be fairly big for Garza to, to break, though. It's more like, yeah, the south swells. Yeah. Garza and, doesn't uh, get the Maybe north. a little bit intimidating, too. You know, there's waves through that whole stretch that, that are not so surfed. And I think part of it's because it's so consistent in Kionis and everyone just gets complacent that going on a big surf trip is going Ossianal or even or Marbella. But really... Talking about surfing, I don't know, but this just came to mind. I met the owners of the farm that next to Witch's Rock. <laughs> oh, on the, uh, on the south side. Uh-huh. Have you met them? By the polo fields. Yes, exactly. No, I haven't. And they're doing like little you know like vip tours if you want to go we should go it's 20 20 minute right okay you're talking about the little town there of Cabuyal. Cabuyal, yes. yeah you they know i just went by the farms right there yeah you know i i remember driving down to that town years ago people don't even know this little village exists you know that beautiful place yeah because literally you could go on a beer run you could be surfing which is rock and you could send the boat there's like electricity there, right? So now the guys are, they have a whole, because it's a farm, they have an old hacienda. Mm -hmm. And so um, they opened a restaurant now. I saw the big rancho see, there. It's beautiful. You yeah. park on the beach and you already see Witches Rock. Yeah, you 20 do. minutes and you're already surfing. And you can run there. They have <laughs> a boat amazing. from right there. So you can grab a boat right from there. Right there. The, the guys that own the farm, they have two boats right there. And then there's, that's right by Polo Fields. Because <coughs> well, Polo Fields is a decent little wave a little as well. Bit. Yeah, it's... Yeah, mm -hmm. like uh, those high bluffs there. That's on the very south side of the beach? It's like the south end of Playa Naranjo. Yeah. The land starts to get steep, and then mm -hmm. I think the National Park ends right in there somewhere. Mm -hmm. There's like a natural spring up in there. Exactly. And then you've got um, like a highlands like with like a See, polo just field cliffs. There. Yeah, mm -hmm. but there's and a wave. A there's kind of a wave that breaks off that too. Mm -hmm. And some sea snakes out there. <laughs> I always find sea snakes there. Yeah, I don't know. They... Uh, well, this is the it first I'm ever hearing about it, so like, yeah, I'm up, I'm up to go. Let's go, dude. We have to go. It's okay. such a sweet ride because it's like amazing. It's like so easy. Last time we surfed, came back, they had lunch mm -hmm. made right there on Lena, mm -hmm. and you can stay there like overnight too. They're working on that. Just go hang up, but not right now. Bring the van. Mm -hmm. Camp so you can drive, literally drive right, right there. Well, you can drive there. There's a road there. It's like basically you drive like you're going to the Four Seasons, and then there's like a turnoff uh, there, exactly. and you drive around Playa Huevos, and it goes in from that estuary, and then you go over like some lumps and bumps, and next thing you know, you're just in this little. I mean, I, I remember stumbling upon that 
years ago, that road, getting down there and thinking the same thing. You mm-hmm. could get in a jet ski and get out to witches there. It's insane. Insane. Yeah. So You're going to have to edit that. I'm going to have to edit this whole part out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true that. Yeah. But we got to go. <laughs> well, maybe we'll just keep it in because that's the reward you get when you listen to the uh, Get Out and Surf podcast. Because here we are rapping about surf. and um, Just take out the directions part of it. Yeah. Yeah, you got to leave a little bit of the mystery. Exactly. But I do like uh, where you live and the fact that I believe there's still a lot of untapped surf down there. Yeah, because it's crazy. I, I go to like Samra and I'll stay in Samra. And I've surfed all around there and all these waves that no one's even ever... Have you been to Corazolito? No, you know, I was actually thinking of going there. With, well, no, I was hanging out in Guiones, mm-hmm. like I said, on that last trip, hanging, talking to some guys on the beach just about surf because I was... Um, I'll stop dropping names of the waves I was checking, but a wave on the way between there and Samra. Okay. And they were saying, oh, that's more of like a dry se- or a rainy season mm-hmm. wave. And uh, it's the wave right by where uh, Mel Gibson has property. Oh. Mel, Mel, Mel's, Mel's wave. Uh-huh. Yeah. Of course, there's all these little nooks and crannies down that coast. Um, but so you're talk- what you're talking about is further south, almost like to... Almost Islita. by Coyote, yeah. Yeah. Past. Yeah, you know, we surf Patrick Coyote, and I, yeah. years ago, were cruising down there fairly regularly to surf. There's, I mean, you know what's It's the not easy to get there. No, but you know what the most beautiful thing is, and like what I really, really like, and that we're talking about here, is we're talking about there's a bunch of different waves out there still. Costa Rica's been on the map, but the fact is, is that you could drive down this coast here, the Nicoya Peninsula, and... There are uh, lots of waves yet that are still barely being surfed. Yes. You can have a lot of sessions by yourself. There's waves that people don't, you know, you live here for 20 years or more, your whole life. You don't realize that, you that know, it's because there's some, there. there's, yeah, there's difficult access to some of these spots and, and, you know, you just, we don't have the webcam network that you have mm-hmm. in Southern California. It's, you know, people keep a lot of secrets too, yep. which I think is probably a good thing too, you know, to keep. I know there's waves that, I, that we surf that I, I never say the name of them, yep. right? The good thing, let's say, for example, a beach like Guiones. I surf there all the time by myself at noon. Midday. Yeah, because yeah, everybody surf. goes up in the early morning sessions, late afternoon. So I know that I, you know, wait for everybody to get out and then I'm in and then I'm by myself. Surfing. And that's a low tide and a high tide break. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It happens a lot in Costa Rica. I was literally at the river mouth on, I think it was before the weekend. And it was like, I don't know, 8 o'clock. Quarter past 8 in the morning. Nobody was out. Not one person. Mm-hmm. Surfed for like 45 minutes No, when I was working with you guys, I surfed all the time. Yeah, and, it, but no, nobody and it's, it's crazy. Like, m- when we were just in Hawaii, the man, you see there's a lot of waves, but there was surfers everywhere. Yeah. And you go to Bali, same thing. There was just people everywhere. And yeah. still in Costa Rica, There's you can still... No, and the people out there, it's nice. The Costa Rican is a nice. Oh, yeah. No, there's never really mm-hmm. any problems. I mean, we've hit a couple of really localized spots here and like turned up and you see some p- people arriving and you're like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. let's judge this. And it, it's super cool. Yeah, usually the people that are really aggro about you going to the surf spot aren't the Costa Ricans. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the it's I the didn't want to say it. It's the crazy expats. <laughs> oh, no, it's, no, it's, it's the, the ex- expats that don't, no, you know, they, they, they don't even belong here. So, yeah. That's whenever I've had issues in the water, it's never been with a tico, ever. Ex- yeah. yeah. Most of, except tamarindo or grande. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hold on, let's not completely erase the fact that you know <laughs> there's some part. like 
But let's say you're somewhere in Hermosa. No, people are pretty chill. Bejuco. Nobody. There's so many waves out there. Nobody. And if, if, Nobody. You know, if you know your surfing etiquette and if you're not a jerk and if you just if you use your common sense you could have a great session pretty much anywhere yeah, in and this we're country. talking about beach breaks you know that mm-hmm. you have waves breaking everywhere. everywhere yeah yeah it's not like playa negra you know a little different mm-hmm. yeah well any wave where there's a small takeoff spot i've can only ever surfed there once i've been i've been, do- I've been down here like 13 i've never years. surfed there all these years <laughs> i've never surfed only there once. because the last thing i want to do is hassle with people in the water yeah yeah. Well, what's amazing is that there's a lot of uh, great waves that are not overran with surfers uh, here in Costa Rica. It's just it blows me away because we have these conversations and you think about, you know, like even even yesterday we went surfing. There was only one point, you know, like it was just two, a handful of us. Yeah. In two the or water. three other people in the yeah. water. And that's par for the course. A lot of times, a lot of days. So yeah. I mean, we are spoiled. We have to admit we're spoiled. I mean. I'm sitting watching the river mouth break this morning, and it was crowded, and I just went, eh. <laughs> yeah, and it was crowded. It was like 15 people. Yeah, and that's a lot of people. Yeah. You know that there's an unridden wave here, and nobody ever surfs. Mm-hmm. La Punta del Madero. Okay, hold on. There's some things you can't say in this podcast that bueno, <laughs> I just want to tell you. The Point yeah. by Federico's. By Calaluna. Oh, well, I used is, to is surf there all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Punta yeah, San Francisco? Yeah. En la Punta del Madero. Yeah, I, I know. I know that. That's a left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're, talk, you're not talking about this side of the point. You're talking about around the point, that a first bay. Bit, yes. Just right, like mm-hmm. like 100 meters that's past where the we, point. That's where we had that guy come up drown that time. Remember? Yeah, the guy, that, the yeah. kayaker. Yeah, and I noticed those waves that day. It, it was, it was, yeah, it was really strong off shores. Yeah. And it was, it was, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was actually breaking pretty nice. Yeah. Because I've surfed. I've surfed the left on the island before, many, many years ago. Yeah, and that's a sketchy wave. Yeah, because mm-hmm. there's a, just like a, there's just a rock that pops up right <laughs> there. It's going to be pretty big to yeah, break. We, call, we, know, we didn't call it Witch's Rock, we called it Bitch's Cock, because it was like this. <laughs> it was like a bitch to get around. You could even go around. What did you call it? Bitch's Cock. Okay, that's like an oxymoron, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. The rock was. <laughs> I apologize for my primate friends here. <laughs> it's the English dude. Yeah, and well, in, in in Great Britain they say that all the time. No, I think it's the first time I ever used that. <laughs> no, no. Hey, anyway. talking about British, there are so many Indians. I know. That's why? why I, I don't know. That's why I stay up here. <laughs> no, I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot. We know there's um there's George, who I've met through doing the 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 um sorry I was about to say film for the beer festivals. And there's a few other guys. I know the guys that surf simply, but um, I is, don't. Isn't the guy from Olo a lie? Isn't he British? He's Irish. Oh yeah, you're right. Wow. Yeah, depending on what part of Ireland he's from, he's British. If he's from <laughs> if he's from Ireland, he's Ireland. He's um. He's from Southern Ireland. Oh, he's Irish then. Yeah, he's Irish, Irish. He's Irish, Irish. Yeah, yeah. I know. I yeah, know. Um, that. I can't remember his name. Beautiful shop though. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, yeah there are a lot of Brits there. They yeah, are. Yeah, it's crazy. I've noticed that a lot of northern, a lot of a lot of Californians too. In Osara? yeah. I thought it was like I thought it was like New Yorkers ever since the it's Johnson and Johnson. So uh, New Yorker. Yeah, and, and in Tamarindo, it's like Star Wars cafe. We got everything <laughs> going on here. <laughs> With that messed up music playing. <laughs> it is. It's Monkey Bar on Friday. <laughs> serious. Well, that's what makes Tamarindo kind of special too. Wow, what? Who was that? That Siri? was my. That, that was, was my uh, phone. My phone just said, 
I'm not allowed yes, to Yes, I'm not allowed Siri. to be frivolous. <laughs> what do you think I asked him? Oh, whatever. I didn't even know I had Siri. Mm. Somehow Siri turned into a man. Siri was a woman last time I... I, I don't know. This is a personal well, conversation the, you're going to have with yourself, the, man. The crying game is, with my this phone. Is, yeah, this, is, this is something you and Holly need to discuss. <laughs> oh, shoots. All right. Well, it's been a good time hanging out. And, and we're glad that you came up all this way just to do this. Yeah, I'm looking forward to these retreats. So am I. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give a shout out to anyone in uh, Guiones. You listen to this podcast? Yeah, we want to say hi to my family. My no, I'm kidding. No, I'm <laughs> screw you guys. <laughs> I want to shout out to Bill Arcan and Lynn who are down doing? there. What? what? Oh, yeah, Sugar the How are they yeah. doing? They're good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah Competing still? No, my my oldest became a teenager and she's like, I hate surfing. Yeah. She was in the water every Can day. Yeah, because I remember right? I used to, yeah. when I lived in Grande, I used to drive down <laughs> here. That's what happens. And, Hormones, um, that's what happens. We used to do the... Uh, the Surfer the, youth thing. The, yeah, educate. Yeah, so I'd get up early, early, bring Olivia, my daughter, to the beach. It'd be freezing cold. And your daughter, was, yeah, your daughter was always in the water helping everyone out and helping them. And she looked so on a path to, to keep surfing. And now... And, you know, that's like a break, though. It happened with, you know, my kid, too. Mm-hmm. You know, they just, they do it all the time, and then they're just like, no, okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to skateboard. Now she's kind of like, oh, I, I want to do it again, and she's got, you know, the bug again. But yeah. the well, more you pressure them, the more they'll... Yeah, it's, it's best not to yeah. push. So. Oh, yeah, just let them in. Hopefully they'll pick it up, enjoy it, and, you know... But she's become a great surf instructor. Amazing. Good. See. And she's going to help you out when she comes here, she's right? She's going to help me out if she can. <laughs> see. That's awesome. See, see, see. 100%. She's amazing, yeah. amazing. Yep. Well, that's that's uh, that's really cool to hear. Pura vida. Thanks for being on the show. Muchísimo gusto. Thanks for listening to the Get Out and Surf podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Witches Rock Surf Camp, located beachfront in Tamarindo, Costa Rica. For more information, go to witchesrocksurfcamp.com. A very special thank you to Andrea Diaz for being on the show. If you or any women that you know are interested in participating in the all-women's surf retreats that Andrea is hosting this summer at Witches Rock Surf Camp, check out the show notes for a link to more information. If you like listening to surfing, especially Costa Rica surfing, and taking surf trips around the world, make sure to subscribe to the show. You can do this on iTunes, Spotify, pretty much any podcast player's got the Get Out and Surf podcast. So make sure to subscribe. If you want, give us a review. We always love those. You can do that on iTunes. Check us out on Instagram at Get Out and Surf. Thanks again for listening. Hope you have a great week and make sure to tune in next week because guess what? I'm in New Zealand. It's pretty awesome here. I think you're going to want to tune in and listen. So I'll see you next week. Pura vida y nos vemos.